Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sunshine. Hope you're doing good. A promise is a promise. This is why my mask remains on. But I'm wearing my mask in protest. Believe it or not, just 24 hours later, I'm, uh, I'm a little upset about something. How strange. How particularly odd for me to be upset. We have a war of words and facts with Twitter and Trump. Apparently, a lot of stuff going down. One of the things that's going down that I am not down with Frank Fernandez definitely not down with on this 29th day of May. The riots. The riots. Incredibly enough, a team of journalists from CNN were arrested while covering the protests. Did you hear about this? No, why were they arrested? Uh... They identified themselves. They were arrested. Omar Jimenez has been taken into police custody during a live broadcast at the site of the protest in Minneapolis after clearly identifying himself to officers. Jimenez's crew, including a producer and camera operator, were also placed in handcuffs. CNN camera was also taken into custody and continued to record as the crew was handcuffed, with police seemingly unaware that the camera was still on. Oh, my God. So it's just pretty simple, right? I protest the protesters because a protest is a silent protest. It's me wearing a mask. It's sending a message, a nonviolent message. I don't spank my kids. I teach them. So I don't believe in violence in these situations. These riots are violence. I protest. My protest is on the protest because of the riots because if anybody takes any sort of self- inventory and worries about the damn universe of war which is worrying about themselves they wouldn't go out to the streets and steal stuff from target and beat up women in wheelchairs like i saw a story last night sent to me by a good friend of mine this is where then there's two sides this allows the other side to say look look what happens look look instead of acting like a human being that I was preaching. I cannot preach what I preached yesterday and sit here and even come remotely close to glorifying the events in Minneapolis last night. It's not going to happen. I will wear the mask in protest. I will talk about something else if I have to, but I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and accept that as, well, this is what happens when. No. This is what happens when. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely unacceptable. In fact, it's absolute horseshit. How about that? Got one out of there. Get it out of the way early. Don't! There is, I don't know if this is rumor or not, Frank. I'm trying to corroborate this story. But there's a potential that this police officer, Derek Chauvin or whatever his name is, and the deceased George Floyd did security detail at an establishment 
where their shifts sort of overlapped. When one left, the other one would come in. If that's true, now I have a harder time with all of this. Yeah, I kind of do too, because now but, there's some past. But let's see, let's see. This is, this is where you start. But things happen so fast. And it just, you saw the buildings up in flames. You saw everything, right? Yeah, I saw all that, yeah. Targets looted, stripped pretty much. So, indeed, it's a corroborated story. Their shifts, security shifts at a South Minneapolis club overlapped. That would now pretty much allow you to understand that there's a very good chance that they knew each other. Hmm. And what's funny is while the owner of the club, or owner of the building, and sold it just months ago, uh, Maya Santa Maria Chauvin was our off-duty police for almost the entirety of the 17 years that we were open Santa Maria said they were working together at the same time it's just that Chauvin worked outside and the security guards were inside they reached out to Chauvin's attorney about this they were not able to reach them for comment but apparently the two overlapped working security at a popular music nights within the last year. Santa Maria can't confirm if they knew each other because there was often a couple of dozen security guards, including off-duty police. Santa Maria says she did not recognize either one of her security guards in the video showing Chauvin kneeling or Floyd's neck not far from where they used to work. Dude, if they knew each other, anyway, if you're going to go burn your community down, you're missing the point. Okay? In my message yesterday, I was very clear, and I think I got a lot of compliments for this. I am pro-police. Did you know that? Yeah, you were explaining it yesterday, how you taught your kids to respect police, and even your son was nerdy enough to walk up to police officers and thank them for their service. All the time. Pro-police. Straight up. I don't think this is a testament to... No, I think it's a testament to a mindset, because I chose four other examples of things that didn't involve police, where people's mind was already prejudiced to that. And that was my point. And that's what you need to take self-inventory of. But I'm going to be very candid. You know that I don't sugarcoat a damn thing on this show. When you go to the streets, burn, loot, and riot, do you not think that there's a contingent of human beings that are going to then say something to the contrary? And does it not take away what would seem to be the amazing point and leverage and position that the situation gave towards an entire community in bringing this out and understanding it. What an amazing opportunity to ruin by burning down buildings and taking some toilet paper from Target. There's a lot of different ways of saying the message that you want to say. 
the, the voices can be heard in different ways. You don't have to set building on fire. You don't have to destroy buildings. You don't have to destroy your community to get that message across. And that's what I find, uh, find sickening in this because they're destroying their home pretty much. Like, that's their hometown. Those are the streets that they walk through. Those are the streets they drive through. Those are the stores they visit. And they're just destroying their hometown. I don't know what... I, you're giving the police all that more authority now to be more... Um, I guess aggressive because now they have the situation is out of control. So the only way to regain control is to take those down that are being belligerent. So here's what I will be comfortable in saying. It is becoming clear that there are some, uh, what's the right word? Kinks in the armor of the Minneapolis Police Department. Live on live TV on CNN, after identifying themselves, Omar Jimenez was arrested. I mean, arrested. Omar Jimenez is who, the reporter? A reporter for okay. CNN. Charles Ramsey, who's a veteran police chief led departments in Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia, serves as a CNN law enforcement analyst commented on the arrest of the CNN crew in Minneapolis. He said, it didn't make any sense, end quote. Quote, the state police are going to have a lot to answer for with this arrest here. He's standing there. He identified himself. You can see his credentials. Just move him to your want. Him, move him where you want him to be. There's no way something like this should occur. I don't know where the person in command of that platoon is, but that's an individual who is definitely not taking charge. Constitutional right to be there and report on it. 509, local time, Jimenez was reporting on a live arrest happening in the area near a city police department precinct that protesters had burned and officers had abandoned overnight, which is pretty ridiculous. The police department has to abandon their, their building. Like, seriously, you guys are just idiots. Sorry. You completely defeat the purpose. You, you absolutely disarm an entire country trying to convey a different kind of message. You're gonna allow this man, like many others, to die in vain because of your nonsense. I can't, that's not, I didn't have these masks made, I didn't, you know, that's not what I stood for, that's not what I believed in. That's highly disappointing. And it's not representative of the people who understand my message, and it's certainly not representative of the people, the majority of the people who want that message to be heard around the country because there's definitely a concern. This isn't a concern about police brutality, although the situation was a police brutality. It is evident now that they may have known each other. There is a problem in the way races look at each other. Stop looking at color, and particularly, sorry, whites towards blacks. The unfortunate truth is when you have riots like the ones last night in Minneapolis, then those who don't see it like you and I, Frank, ah, eat it. Huh. About a block away, a fire was burning at a different four-story building that had contained restaurants. He was standing, he being Omar Jimenez, in front of a long line of police officers in riot gear. 
Shortly after his crew captured the arrest on camera, the police officers moved towards Jimenez and his crew and asking them to move. Jimenez told the officers he and three colleagues were part of the same CNN crew and calmly identified himself with his CNN identification card. Jimenez is heard as, was then heard telling the officers, quote, we can move back to where you'd like, we can move back to where you'd like here. We are live on the air at this moment. It's just the four of us, we are one team, just put us back to where you want. We're getting out of your way, so just let us know. Wherever you want us, we will go. We, will just, we were just getting out of your way when you were advancing through the intersection. Let us know and we've got you. Two minutes later, the officers in Ryger stepped up to Jimenez and said, you're under arrest. Jimenez calmly asked why he was under arrest. Why am I under arrest, sir? He was then handcuffed, led away by police as the camera rolled. Shortly thereafter, CNN photojournalist Leonel Mendez, who was with Jimenez, said he and the rest of the crew were also being arrested. The camera showed Jimenez producer Bill Kirkles being handcuffed, taken into custody. And all this while the camera was still rolling, because the cops don't even know how to turn off a camera. Okay. See what happens. See what happens. This is what happens when. There's truth to that statement. It's just not the right time to say it. There's no denying that if this idiot doesn't put his, his knee in, his, in George Floyd's neck for nine minutes, right? None of this is going on. But the undertones are there, mm -hmm. right? And that's why I'm trying to figure out why wait, why collectively as an intelligent nation we can't figure this out. Why do we have to go to the streets and do these things? Did you see the video of the, of the, the elderly woman? Now, if you see the video of the elderly woman, she's getting attacked out places, but she's wielding a knife. Oh. She's in a wheelchair, my man. With a knife. But is she doing that for protection? Most likely. Video's not going to say that. No, obviously not. They said she's going to They threw a fire extinguisher in her face, and people started coming and hitting her and beating the crap out of her. I'll send you the video. I don't, that I don't, I don't sponsor that. Is that a race thing, though? Like, was one black and one white? So what's funny here is this is why I tell people knock it off with the... So they started kind of looting her and taking her stuff. It was a white woman trying to take her stuff. And the crowd is black. I'm the crowd was black. Some of the people who hit the woman were black. The fire extinguisher shot by a black person. Doesn't matter. He was a black woman that did it. No, I'm just because I'm trying to see where it's going. So well, obviously, where the where the I'm gonna rob you came from was a white woman. I'm sorry. I'm gonna send you when we go to breakdown. I'm gonna send you the video so you can see it. There's a difference between protesting and rioting. You guys got it wrong. You're opportunists. Uh, you're behaving like thugs. You may not be thugs, but you're behaving like thugs. You have a small mentality, small man mentality, if that's okay. Taking from someone else is okay, then that's good. Then that's how you live your life. I'm baffled, though. You think George Floyd would be sitting here and, 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 and sponsoring this? They tried to say that he was drunk. The calls came in, right? The store owner came in with the call saying that someone tried to pass off a counterfeit $20 bill. Right? So let me ask a question. If you're reporting that he's drunk and he's passing off a counterfeit 20 and he peacefully gets out of his car and you can handcuff him, then why everything else? That's where... If you draw the line of the stand, you start doing the right thing, from that point on, none of this happens. None. However, there's checkpoints in this problem. 
Remember the old adage as you're a kid, two wrongs don't make a right. There's different checkpoints once that occurred that continue to make matters worse. Just do the right damn thing. You know what the right thing is. I love my man Solo D. You see Solo D's posts between yesterday and today? Um, no. I... Solo D's got it. He understands it. He's like, y'all out here looting, and then you understand why they say what they say. We're smarter than that, guys. If you talk to someone and they don't understand it, you can call it whatever you want. Ignorance, stupidity. I don't know what you call it. Here's what I call it. Burning down a building doesn't resolve crap. I want to know more about this CNN story. This is kind of crazy. CNN reporters arrested. They're doing their job. Unbelievable. I, I would lo I would love to know what enticed the officers to arrest them because like it sounds like they were just doing their job unless they were caught participating in the looting or participating in the protests or maybe crossing a line that officers had told them don't cross past this line is the only thing I can possibly think of. Do you know that, interestingly enough, Frank, before we go to break, the situation with Trump and Twitter... Um, is getting worse and worse. And it's, it's in a place that's, I, I want to say, it borders on dangerous. But can you be more specific? Like, what is this more targeting? Is this more targeting, toward, is this targeting more towards um, tweets at political figures? That no, this is simple. He does not believe, and to a certain degree he's right, that there should be censorship to what you post on an internet forum, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's not about being factual, it's about the right to express. But there's an inherent problem. He's used that platform and his 80 million followers to spread from a position of very high security, which is the presidency. So he talks about things that he doesn't talk about in press conferences. But he puts it out on Twitter. Is that a problem? We've always said it. We think it's a problem. Is it illegal? No. Now, when you take that platform after establishing that palanca, having that pull with that many people who follow you, and all of a sudden say things that aren't true, in the past, Twitter has never flagged that, but flag Twitter now has a feature that if you say something that's not true, on the bottom of your tweet, it'll say, see, see the truth or see facts about this, that, and the other. Go to, if you go to Trump's Twitter page, you'll see. It comes up when you see these tweets. And what's great was six hours ago, Trump posted something, and guess what Twitter did? They took down Donald Trump's post. It's the first time I've ever seen that. Oh, my God. This tweet violated the Twitter rules about glorifying violence. However, Twitter has determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible. So if I press view, I can watch it. You want to know what Trump tweeted? These thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. So far, he's right, except the thugs, although they're acting like thugs. And I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Walz and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control. But when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. Bro, this is the president. Are you serious? He can't be the one tweeting these things out. Mm -hmm. Wow.
One o'clock in the morning, he did this. Wow. You don't see a problem with that? Well, he's going after Twitter again this morning because 16 minutes ago, he, he put on another tweet. Oh, he's, he's all over the place with it, and that's fine. Incredible. All right, I'm going to go to break. I'm back on the other side. You're listening. Forgot that I'm not in front of the microphone. I don't have the headset on today. Sorry. You're listening to Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. Yo, yo, this is Rashad Jennings. You listen to Slam Radio. Rise and shine. Good morning to you. Get the hell up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigos on Sirius XM 145. producer sorry I didn't hear you I had the meeting on too loud my thing is am I doing a quickie to go to break or am I doing a longie isn't the strategy quickie break quickie break that's what I thought yeah. I thought I was what I was saying but you gave me a face I thought maybe I was wrong oh no I, I just couldn't hear you it's um it's pretty discouraging you know um, I'm not going to place blame anywhere. I'm going to continue with my universe of one good to all. Worry about yourself and be nice to everybody. It's a very simple manner of, of dealing with things. You know, Frank, something we have ignored over the last few days, we meaning me, is the ever-loving world of sports, my friend. Still no sports for almost 90 days, bro. People are starting to work out. Looks like basketball is going to make us happy before any other sport. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Three weeks, more or less, you think we'll get back into business? I mean, hockey's trying to come back. Yeah, but I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, no dates have been announced. Um, no, not right now. He just I think he just opened it up to try to come back in July. I think they're going to try to go back into into some sort of a workout routine in mid-June. And yeah, baseball can't get their stuff. I don't know. Uh, baseball let go of a, of a whole bunch of minor leaguers yesterday. A whole bunch of minor leaguers were cut. They're trying to help with costs and stuff like that. There, there doesn't look like there's going to be any minor league season. That's crazy. That's just nuts. Anyway, uh, members of the Philadelphia Eagles commenting 
expressing sorrow after George Floyd's death. Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz, um, as well as Ertz's wife, Julie Johnston Ertz, joined a bunch of athletes who spoke out against this. Um, dude, these are tough, tough situations to, as a community, deal with. This doesn't... Um, this was one I'm not going to stay quiet about. I'm not staying quiet about this one, man. I realized that uh, Dwayne Wade's tweet is a paraphrased quote by a great American. I'm not going to throw shade on Wade, but that was a little disappointing. You're better off just quoting it. Right. Were you aware of that? Um, I did see the quote, but I wasn't aware of who it was from. What, you saw what Dwayne Wade posted, or you're saying you saw you saw the quote? No, I saw the quote. Also, oh, you saw that the quote was similarly worded by yes. by a great American. You yes. know who that great American is? No, who is that? I believe it's uh, Benjamin Franklin. I don't know. I could have sworn I saw it. Hold on. Let's just say it was disappointing, to say the least. How about that? Yeah, it's a bit dis uh, disappointing. I mean, whatever. He's trying to, to to throw out a very positive message, and I and I totally get it. Man, just just don't paraphrase it. Just you know, maybe you didn't know. Maybe you didn't know. It's possible he didn't know. <sighs> All right, let's go to break. Come back. Let's get it done the right way. On the other side, you're listening to Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM one four five. This is Melvin Gordon, and you're listening to Slam Radio. I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Frank, uh, check your texts. And um, well, you can see the video for yourself. Now. All right, cool. Yeah, you sent me the video. All right. So, <sighs> school year coming to an end. All the seniors are gone. The uh, underclassmen. Today's their last full virtual day of school, and then they have an early release day on a virtual... I don't ask. Don't even get me going. It is what it is. So, Holy cow, I thought they threw a fire extinguisher. I don't know. They sprayed her they with sprayed a fire, fire extinguisher. extinguisher. But look at her right hand. You see that the lady has a knife. Yeah. But I don't know if she pulled that out to try to defend herself. 
it's uh it's a little kooky. Yeah, kind of nuts. Anyway, um, you wow. know Kaepernick spoke out, right? Kaepernick did speak out. What did out? Mm, okay, so I'm sure the knee thing came up. No, you know what this guy says? Oh no. When civ- well, it started good and it ended bad. Of course. When civility leads to death, revolting is the only logical reaction. This is his tweet. The cries for peace will rain down, and when they do, they will land on deaf ears because your violence has brought this resistance. We have the right to fight back. Rest in power, George Floyd. <sighs> okay. Of course, advocate. It's, listen. My feelings are very interesting and much different than someone who positions himself like that. You see, I, I totally agree with the need to move away from this. I don't agree in the manner it's being handled. And I certainly, in a country of spoils that does run into issues from time to time like every good empire, the truth of the matter is, why in the world would you not try to resolve the problem peacefully when you have relatively a good thing? It's not a great thing, and we agree that there's inequities. Those inequities need to be addressed to make the good thing great again. Not ignored. That doesn't ignoring it doesn't make America great again. Ignoring the undertones, ignoring this and not addressing it. And there you go. Good morning, America. Got Academica Somerset Island in the Keys. Their graduation. They got it on their thing. Their play of the day. There we go. That was really I told you it would make national news. By the way, I did tag them when I sent it, remember? Yeah. So I'm got I mean, I'm sure they would have seen it, but because their affiliates send that to them anyway. But I immediately when I when I put it on my story, I put at Good Morning America. You know, since they're they're my boys and girls now over there. Guys look out for each other. We do. I will ask the question when I talk to them again. Did you see that or did you just run into the story? They probably ran into the story. I mean, but that only works out because they have like eight seniors, right? You wouldn't be able to do that with a hundred and something Doesn't seniors. Matter. I thought the way they handled it and the attention it received was fantastic. Oh, it was amazing. I'm I, jealous. I thought that was pretty cool. Kind of jealous. I don't think we're staring at a situation that deserves civil unrest. It's about conversations. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, this is terrible. Terrible to think what, what, what goes into a, a mindset of, of people thinking that this behavior is okay on the heels of that. Yeah, I can't reason with it because I would never, I would never imagine to go do that. Even like people like after championship parades, or like so a team wins the championship. I've never understood burning cars, blowing cars up, burning mattresses, and things like that. Like, what empowers you to do something like that? Your team won a championship. You shouldn't be destroying your city. Like we do it the right way, bro. We show up at like a carreta. Pots, pans, ding, 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 like ready to go all night with the el beat, el, el pito de los carros, and the tiki tiki with the pots and pans. Like that's the way we do it. But I don't understand what the what the concept what goes through people's minds. Say, yeah, let's burn a mattress, let's flip cars, let's just go absolutely eight bleep. It doesn't. 
doesn't correlate with what the message is. I am very curious about the whole CNN story. Uh, about an hour ago, Omar Jimenez was arrested. <laughs> but see, the thing is, though, like, we don't know what happened pre the arrest. Like, the cameras were on while the arrest was taking place. But we don't know if the police officers told him, hey, listen, you need to you need to step back no, after no, a certain no, area. No, 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 you don't understand. Uh -oh. <laughs> This was all caught on camera, right? Like even the beginning? Yeah, they weren't approached. Um, they were already on the air when they began Agreed. to be approached. Agree. So what happened before they went on the air? Were they already told they couldn't go towards a certain spot? Were they already told they needed to respect a certain place? So if all that took place and then they went and ignored that and they went ahead and did the report, then that's possibly what led to the arrest. That's what I'm saying. We don't know what happened prior to the cameras turning on. Which is why I'm going to start looking for this, because we need to have an understanding why it was that they were arrested. That's the only thing, that po the only possibility that I can think of is something like that is because I know that it didn't take place in the looting or in the protest. I know that I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to assume that they didn't take part in all, any of that. What I'm going to assume is that they told them, listen, you need to stay back or you need to go to that corner over there. And reporters being reporters I always want I the better angle. I think you should watch the live feed. That's I think you should go back and watch the live feed. I I vehemently disagree with your position. There's nothing to wait and see and hear about. There's nothing. It was all caught on video. Nothing could have happened before that changes what happened on video. It was a very... The setup I'm talking about. When, when they go set up. And when they go set up in that corner and they go... And the officers go, Frank, no, I'm sorry, you can't stand in that corner. You got to go over there. Frank, on the video, they capture when he, find, when he identifies himself. So evidently, there probably was an interaction prior because had there been an interaction prior, he would have identified himself. The entire video captures him identifying himself and continually telling them, just tell me where you want me to go. And then all of a sudden he gets arrested. What doesn't help and lends to crap to this is that the reporter's black. So, no, I... Mm, mm -mm. He wasn't doing anything. He was doing his job. Sorry, I, I love you, bro, but I don't agree with you. Like... I mean, I haven't seen it. I'm just, I'm just kind of coming up with a, I guess, uh, being devil's advocate. I could be, I couldn't be further away from your position on that. I don't think I've ever disagreed more. Just saying. But this, it's, 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 it's alarming to say the least. But so are the riots. It's not how you resolve a problem. This is TJ Holmes with Good Morning America, and you are listening to Slam Radio. Sad pictures coming out of Minneapolis here. Good morning, amigos. Series XM 145. We have a small crew today, huh, Frank? Yeah, skeleton crew. This is total skeleton crew. Well, remember, this class was heavily infested yeah, with seniors. We're still missing a ton of people. My goodness. It is missing a bunch of folk. You don't think? Yes. Yes. I think. What was that all about? Oh, I'm hearing that downline, aren't I? That was my phone. I was looking at the reports. Omar Jimenez was released. You had let me know. Um, he already did, uh, I guess, a report. Um, and it did have to do with where they wanted them to stand. I guess it was an issue that one of his media members ran by and they were, he was kind of cornered and then that's when they were approached on the air. I guess it's going to be nipped in the bud as a misunderstanding. So I win. What do you win though? Did they, all that came out? 
But all that came out on video. I understand all that came out on video, but you're not taking into consideration before the video turned on, before they went into the report, there must have been in a situation. Yeah, but that's, they, not, that's not what he reported, though, Frank. He, what he reported was what they heard on TV, what everybody saw on TV. It's not like something happened before. They got approached. Everything he said was caught and captured on TV. He says, tell me where you want me to go. Was there a problem where they were standing? Apparently, there was a miscommunication. The detaining? It started because one of his media members ended up running through where, the, the, where some of the crowd was that they were trying to move. So right. they ended up cornering him, so then they approached them. I mean, was it right? No, I'm not saying it's right, but it had to be something like that had to, had to happen. Quick to put on handcuffs, I know. Pretty interesting. I mean, it's a situation right now that they're trying to get into, con uh, they're trying to take into control. All this looting doesn't help. You're All right. this looting just turns up the gear an extra notch of them wanting to be upset about what's going on. Not, I'm not, I'm not. Hold on a minute. I do not agree. I do not agree. I'm just saying. Unfortunately, the police are in a, in a bad situation right now. Obviously, that they caused, but they're in a bad situation no, right now because everybody's one, going nuts. One dude caused it. They, they I understand. Well, they. Caused. When I say they, I mean the police. One but dude. Frank. When stuff like this happens, you open a whole Pandora's box of stuff like this happening. I'm not saying that yeah, it's but, okay. But, that but Anthony, happening. I don't mean to interrupt it's you. It's wrong. I know. To, you're not allowed to riot. I'm talking about the reporter. The whole thing that happened with the reporter is an avalanche from what's happening with all the riots. The riots, I don't agree with it. There's ways of protesting and getting your message across that, whoa. I just saw somebody getting run over on one of these things. Yeah, but anyways. But there's riots everywhere. That's but look, the other thing that we're not conveying. Look, like, we, pro we protested for Elyon. You weren't alive, but we protested for Elyon. We all stood on corners. We did our thing. We made our noise, and we did what we did. But there wasn't any riots going on that I was aware of, Melian. Did you almost get arrested like me? Yes. I got tear gas thrown at me. So did I. On the corner they, I, of I, I apologize. I'd be overstating it. It was thrown in my direction. I got away. It was thrown in my direction, skipped off the top of my dad's truck, and just went over his head. And then we took off. I didn't get any of it. My dad did some. Um, the, dad did the most amazing driving I've ever seen in my entire life that day. Because uh, how he got through that cloud without hitting a certain anything was it was beyond me. I still can't believe he did it. That tear gas is no joke, by the way, guys. No, I didn't get to me. Oh man, that tear that guy. There's a reason why it's called tear gas. You ever been pushed by an officer? No. In a situation like that? No. Yeah, it's weird. This whole thing is weird. I wouldn't be just running out to the streets personally. Maybe because I have a platform. I don't know. Maybe I look at it differently. But burning down a building doesn't excite me or make me feel like I'm going to get my point across any better. Doesn't do anything. Absolutely nothing. It uh, it makes us it, it makes us look bad as a country. It does not make us look good whatsoever. Quick question before uh, we move along from the subject, because I have a feeling I'm done with the subject. Um, I know that the, the five cats we have here have not necessarily, what's the word I'm looking for, been on the air since this really exploded, right? Or since I put on the mask, I should say. Yeah. Um, Do you believe, guys, that this is going to get worse before it gets better? Or do you, do you think that at some point everybody was just going to calm down and everything's going to follow suit? Because here, here's what I think, and I'm going to leave it here for you to, to masticate on. I believe it's going to get worse unless the National Guard comes in. Trump's tweet is a violent tweet. It's unnecessary. The action he's describing 
except the shooting, might be necessary. You might need to get the National Guard in there. I don't think you can go in there shooting. That's the wrong thing to say. I feel like that's just adding more fuel to the fire, though. No pun intended. Like, I just feel that's what that's You're doing. You're just going to let them continue burning I, things down? That, like, I understand why they would need to bring in the National Guard because this is a horrible it's situation. Of course. It's the only reason. But, it's, it's gotten out of hand. But I just feel like if they do that, the riots will get more intense and it'll just be more violence and more death. And that's not what we need right now. Yeah, sure, it's happening because of the riots. But I feel like we could avoid this. We can avoid more lives being lost. And instead of having riots, follow in the footsteps of a Dr. Martin Luther King and have peaceful protests. But even during Martin Luther King's um, majestic rise in the civil rights movement, there was violence. But I think back then, that violence was much more bold and I, on the side I understand of law that. enforcement. I completely understand that, but the whole ideal of Dr. Martin Luther King was to have peaceful protests and not have violence and get your point across. Agreed. I don't... um, I'm not sure the right way to go about it, but I think without... I mean, I think without even hesitating, you got to get the National Guard in there and calm things down. I think it's funny Trump got a warning label on his tweet. That's hysterical. Now he feels like he's targeted. Poor guy. The governor of, uh, of Minnesota has apologized for the CNN arrest. Deeply apologized for what happened and would work to have the crew released, which he did get him released within an hour. Can you imagine that phone call? <laughs> oh my God, man. So many things are happening in this world, bro. Unreal. Like, what level of Jumanji is this? It's regrettable. It's regrettable. Um,. This also, I think, stems a lot from the timing is awful based on the fact that people have been sitting around for 75 days with inactivity. I think it makes it tough. I also think that's part of the reasons why the fire, uh, not the fires, the, the riots have ignited because of the fact that everybody is so, you know, has so much cabin fever. They've just been at home for so long. So I feel like that's why that's it's not the whole reason, but I feel like that's part of the reason. I mean, I feel that's part of the reason, too, because statistically, one of the biggest days or like one of the deadliest shooting days in Chicago is usually the first day of spring when it becomes really warm. That's when everybody comes out. That's when you see like the highest rates of shooting. I guess everybody has cabin fever, has things that they have to do, but that could be a part of it. But it still doesn't explain. That's a peculiar statistic. Really? Yeah, it's it's really strange. Okay. Wow, that is weird. Highest shootings happen in Chicago the day, the first day of spring or whatever the, the temperature decides to just jump up all of a sudden. All of a sudden, everybody's on the street. That's crazy. Okay. If you, in theory, 
if you understand that this is not the first time something like this has happened in society, then you'll get past the initial shock of how bad it is. I'm not trying to downplay what whatsoever. I'm not trying to downplay it. Here's what I am trying to do. Is I'm trying to offer perspective. Put yourself for a second in the shoes of someone in an inner city in Minneapolis, and this happens. Do you think that you're forced to go out there and loot, or do you think you can just sit home and chill? Everybody's kind of quiet because they don't they understand my question. I mean, I'm not one to loot. I would be one to go protest, but I'm not one to loot. I would have probably stay away from the looting. Once it gets a little, a little crazy, I'd be like, all right, I think it's time to go home. But yes, I am definitely one to go protest. The Elyon thing happened. My dad was like, oh, we're going to go here. I'm super excited. I went, and it, it's weird to say that I had a good time, but it, it, was, it was something that I would never unforgettable. forget. Yeah, it's unforgettable. I will say that I, um, I think there's people who are protesting peacefully, and then there's people who go out and do bad things. I think it's very easy to... What's the word I'm looking for? It's very easy to sit there, understand, why did this come on? Well, this must be a sign. My DJ program turned program on. Just turned on there's a sign. Nice. Sign from above. Mix. A little. Um, this is the stuff that you see on the news periodically. And if you're young, maybe you're not used to seeing it. Those old farts have seen this time and time again. How many times in Miami was there a bad verdict? The McDuffie trial. That spawned the 1980 right? You weren't even alive, Frank. Well, I wasn't living here at that time. What year was that? 1980. I was, well, I wasn't alive and I wasn't living here. Yeah, you weren't living, period. <laughs> yeah, I identified that. I was like, you weren't alive. Well, my parents wouldn't even know about it. We were, they were still in Chicago. Right. It was national news, though. That I'll definitely tell you. It was national news. This is not the first time. No, you had the Rodney King one also in L.A. Not the first time. So I am utterly disappointed as my mask keeps falling off. Sorry. I'm utterly disappointed in that kind of behavior. And it's not only happening in Minneapolis. It happened in New York. People are looking for an excuse to do this. Um, my message yesterday was not an excuse to create any sort of protests or riots. It's, it was for self-evaluation. So, you know, in all candor, um, seeing everything that's coming out of these cities goes beyond something that's disappointing. It's definitely something that I cannot sponsor. I cannot sponsor. Um, and I cannot honestly dedicate a lot of time to that type of behavior. I can dedicate time to the memory of George Floyd. I can uh, discuss relevant conversations to the mindsets that go behind what happened. Um, but I'm not in the business of analyzing or reporting on riots that are made by people who are opportunists and taking advantage of a situation that's a serious situation and not, to me not meant to be exploited. Um, I will say maybe in a very sad and dark way, they see that everybody else in America on different levels finds a way to exploit something, so why not them? Um, 
we were doing so well yesterday, and I felt so good about how everyone, I'm not talking about the radio show, I'm talking about everyone around the country was reacting to this. And now it's something that's completely divided. It's difficult to watch and want to take a position. Not a side, a position. This is when the indifference starts to come in because it's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Not race in America. That should never be a tough pill to swallow. That should be a conversation that's always had. But violence, riots, that wasn't what was supposed to happen. However, we've seen this movie before, right, Frank? We've seen this movie before. Yeah, we have. Even not too long ago, we saw like where it was like um, Mississippi or something like that. We saw riots not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Similar situation. So anyway, so that's my take on it, Frank, and um, I'm really not going to budge on it. It's a shame that there's not a lot of sports, right, for obvious reasons. Uh, I wouldn't have to delve into this stuff. I'm not going to bring up NASCAR and not talking about guys that are getting recruited to play football when we don't know what's going to happen with football. Well, I was going to say NASCAR. I remember the lead, the lead story, definitely minor league baseball cutting hundreds of players. Did you know Joe Flacco was a New York Jet? Yes, I did. And I also know that uh, Cam Newton's still unemployed. Yes. Do you know Why exactly? Said, well, well, you know, I said that the other day, and someone goes, there you go, Larry, with the race card again. I said, you've got to be kidding me, right? I'm just pointing out that there's a quarterback that's not employed that's much better than Joe Flacco. Much better. That's crazy. Yeah, we have no indication. Uh, I've already spoken about how I'm disappointed in some of the major league players. Flacco, our boy Flacco, made a point. You know, these players, they all of a sudden, they count on making $20 million a year, and their overhead is a lot bigger than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Now you ask them to take six or seven mil because of that, they may not be able to cover their own. But I said, but if you don't play, you get zero. Isn't that right? If and you don't play, you get zero. You get zero. Why have they been getting paid? And it wasn't it wasn't originally about the love of the game, so why is it all about money now? Yeah, well, it's still a business, bro. I can't ask you to come to work for free. It's also still a game. Radio. My job's not a game. Their job is a game. When I leave my job, I go and want to play that game. We're not telling them to sit in an office, do paperwork for, for two months. We're telling them to play a game. I feel you. I understand. Just tough. It's tough. Now, you see all this stuff. I love the conversations. The race in America conversations. I have finally come around, and I feel very comfortable having those conversations. Discussing amicably about where the divide and the schism lays. Where it lives. But in theory, I don't advocate violence. I got to punch you in the mouth because whatever, that's a different story. But violence, violence like that, no, I don't advocate it. By the way, the KT Wiz currently trail the Kawum Heroes 5-1 to one in the Korean Baseball League. It hasn't happened for me yet, and I don't think it will, Frank, just so you know. I'm trying. It's not going to happen. It's baseball. Sure. There's fans in the stands. Are they socially distancing? They're made out of cardboard. 
I saw that report. That was pretty funny. I got on. Let's go to break. Come back on the other side. Keep it continue. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM on this Friday. Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. Go! We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now, back to what's his face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Yo, Frank. Are, Yo, Larry. Are, are you finally going to watch The Sopranos? Um, is that on Netflix? It's free. Anthony. I know you're trying to be quiet. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, I don't know what that was. But yeah, yeah, I didn't have them connected. Hey, um, I know you're trying to be quiet over there. Everybody's still sleeping over there, huh, Anthony? Yes. So I'm Amanda gonna... has to wake up soon, but yes. Oh, I'm not going to make you talk then. Just stay quiet. Listen, <laughs> chat. Have you already chimed in enough? You can nod or chat. Um, Sopranos, I believe, are free right now. It's either Amazon Prime or Netflix. Do you have Amazon Prime? Oh, uh, yeah, I have both. So, yeah, just look. Or, so, you have Xfinity, don't you? Yes. And uh, so you have it all signed into your Xfinity? Yes. Just talk to your damn thing and say Sopranos, please. Okay. I think you can watch it all for free right now. Cool. Okay, I'll give but it a shot. So, I mean, it's going to take you a while to get to the season that you'll see my boy Willie the Mayo in there. All right, but first, I'm going to tell you something. Uh-oh. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going home today, uh-huh. all right? And I'm going to go push last on my control because I started watching The Wolf of Wall Street last oh! night. Yes. I started watching The Wolf of Wall Street, and right from the very beginning, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, oh, what my God. a flick. Oh, my God. What so a flick. I got about 15 minutes in. My daughter woke up. My wife walked out. And when she walked out, he was yes. doing something off of a hooker's butt. Yeah. But um, that, that was a, I think that was the cleanest way I could put that one. But, yeah, so I'm like, honey, are you interested in watching the movie? She goes, no. I'm like, all right, I'll pause it. I'll take it off. I'm, I, I thought it was a little too... I, so, I would have felt a little uncomfortable still in front of my so wife watching your it. happy hour is going to be finishing watching this movie. Yeah, yeah I'm going to edit the podcast for tonight, which, by the way, uh, the uh, podcast, ne- our podcast network. Why are you announcing it if I haven't announced anything? I'm going to announce it. It's not ready to be announced yet, no. Mr. Engineer Guy. We make grand announcements. Well, I mean, who's listening anyway? So It's only 12 people. Listen. But anyways, yeah, I'm watching that today. I regret to inform and shamingly regret to inform that I watched that movie with my then 17-year-old daughter. And that was as soon as I saw the line with the, with the one that I described. I thought of you because uh, I remember you telling me that you I'm saw like, that movie uh, with your daughter. And uh, I'm like, I pobrecito mi Oh, there's a couple of other scenes where you're like, there was one I said, this is very uncomfortable right now. And she started <laughs> laughing. Uh, this is really uncomfortable right so, here. So since it was a free movie on demand and it was by FX or whatever, I was a little concerned going into it because I was like, I want to see the full, I want to see the bad words. I want to oh, see all that the whole stuff. Thing. They do oh, the whole man, thing. but they showed it. As soon as they started, because it starts they off with a bad word thing. right away. And I'm like, oh, okay, thing. I think we're good. They do the whole thing. I'm not leaving. Uncensored, the way I like it. Because a lot of those free movies. I'm not bleeping leaving. Man, I can't. No, that movie. I can't wait. When to you watch. get to that scene, even though you've seen the scene, right? Because you haven't seen the movie, but you've seen the scene, right? It doesn't have the magnitude until you see it in the context of the movie, and it'll be 
it'll be almost, you know how you have, oh, God, I can't believe I'm doing this because the kids are, you have a drink, you have a shot. There's two different reactions mm. to that. I can't believe I just said that. Um, seeing the scene naked, like, oh, oh, wait, hold on a minute. Me, Rephrase that. Seeing the scene raw like that, like just watching it without watching the movie, right? It's like having a drink, okay? And watching it in the context of the movie, it's like having a double tequila shot. <laughs> the scene with Matthew McConaughey when they were having, I guess, lunch or whatever, right in the beginning of the movie where he goes back to his 22-year-old self. Man, I was like, I I'm looking forward more, look I'm oh. looking more forward to Matthew McConaughey's character than I am to Leo's character. This movie is full of lines and scenes that you're just going to laugh, you're going to giggle. I actually recommend you watch it alone because it's the first time you're watching it, right? But... Oh, dear God. Man, I should have gone into Wall Street. Good Lord. Oh, I messed up. <laughs> yeah, man. And you, you were closer <laughs> than I was. I was really close. But you know what? That's all a movie thing. I know, I know. My, my cousins work Wall Street, and they're, they don't live like that. I know, I know. So um, I'm hearing it's Sopranos is on HBO Max. Do you have HBO Max? No, but um, I know Friends is, and I'm waiting for Friends. I'll tell you what. I'm waiting for the Friends reunion episode to launch because they're going to launch on an HBO Max. Once that launches, I'll do the month free trial, and during that month free trial, I'll squeeze in the Sopranos. Yeah, I just checked uh, for the Sopranos on Xfinity. You have Xfinity, right, Frank? Correct. Um, on the voice remote, I put Sopranos, and you have to like buy every episode. Yeah, yeah, impossible. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Am I? Would I be able to get through it in a month though? It's like six seasons, twenty. Episodes. I think it's seven seasons, and you got about fifteen. Seven. Yeah, you got a hundred apps. I know there was a hundred apps. And how long are each app? A half hour or an hour? Oh, I don't even remember right now. Because I remember. Uh, I think they're hour. Well, okay. Because I remember Entourage or Entourage was an hour, half hour. Because I know the the one with the rock, I think, was half hour. Yes. Yes, you're talking about uh, Ballers. Yeah, and, Ballers. And and Entourage. Those are 30 minutes. Right, because I know Sopranos that they were like a spinoff of, of each other or whatever. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Sopranos were 60 minutes. By the way, first time in 124 years, the Boston Marathon has been rescheduled. I saw that yesterday. That's regrettable. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this this. do you think we're going to have a deeper appreciation for the sports? I think we are, because I think we took it for granted. Because I think it was one of those things of, ah... I'll watch tomorrow, and we knew it was always going to be there. Now, for the first time, it's not there. And we're kind of like, and it's been more than a month. It's been a long time, and now we're kind of like, all right, I can't wait for sports to come back. I think we're going to have a deeper appreciation for sports than what we did before. So I have a shameful admission. I've done this behind your back, Frank. I've been watching Ozark. So do you remember I told you it started in a place that I was not in love with, Right. And people kept telling me, just get through it, just get through it, just get through it. I've done series before where I've been told that, and I've rarely left disappointed or saying, ah, I should have just followed my instinct. Same holds true for Ozark. It's the problem with Ozark, Frank, is when do you do this kind of watching of TV? At the end of the day, right? Yeah. You're a little tired, right? Right. It's not an uptick high energy it's laid back on the lake of the ozarks and it's jason bateman it's not you know it, it, it's not someone bouncing off a of wall's high energy like it's jason bateman's very laid back mm -hmm. very conservative mm -hmm. uh, it's laura linney 
who does a great job of Laura Linney does a great job in that series. I don't know who that is. Uh, if you see her, you'll know who she is. Um, my brother, it is worth watching. You have to take a different approach. You almost can't really binge it unless it's like you do it all day on a Saturday or something and you've got nothing to do. You can binge it on a Saturday. Um, is it watchable with the wife? Perhaps. What you said about Wolf of Wall Street tells me that it probably on the line of maybe yes, maybe no. There's a couple of weird things in there that may turn her off. Um, there's also, well, obviously it's, it's kind of mature audiences, so mm -hmm. there's all different types of sex is shown, not explicitly shown, but, you know, in, in, in the context of a series, you know, those things happen, but. The uncomfortable part with my wife is the womanizing and the drugs and stuff like that. Like, I don't care about the bad words. But. So, remember, the Ozark is, there's a little bit of a backward nature to it, but there, there's a strip club in the mix of this, so there are scenes where there are scantily clad naked women dancing. Um, there's violence. It's on the line. I don't know. I, I think she'd be okay with it, but... I mean, she's usually okay with everything. This is the first time that I've seen something, and I'm like, I don't know if I should watch this with her. Maybe I'll watch it by myself first and then oh, tell her, about, hey, it's really good. You got to watch it. It's but tough. The fact that she walked out at the time of the scene that I, uh, that I described, at that exact time, and she looked over and she saw it, and the look on her face, I was like, yeah, were you interested in this movie? Because I want to watch it. <laughs> she's like, go ahead, watch it. I'm like, okay. Tomorrow it is. Too into it. It's a long movie. Yeah, it's three plus It's hours. a three-hour movie. Another long movie, The Irishman. Uh, it was being watched in my house by a certain someone. Of course, loving the movie. I think it's one of my favorite movies of all time after I saw it. I saw it on Alex Donald's behest. Isn't that like a five-hour movie? It's only three-plus hours as well. It's only three and a half. Dude. Three and a half. There you go. Lucas is alive and kicking. I love it. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show, Lucas. Um, Ozark is worth the price of admission. It gets a little frustrating sometimes. And ironically, I was told that I would like the last season the least. So far, very true. But I'm in the, I think it's three seasons. I'm in the third season. So it ends at three seasons or it's just. Oh, it's going to continue. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Season four when all this nonsense is over. So uh, that is what it is. Are you marveled by the fact I bring this up because what I one thing is I know there's no sports I got it right, but the lack of information as to what's going to happen is baffling to me. So we heard that you know obviously there's not going to be any minor league baseball. Hundreds of minor league baseball players were cut. More expected to lose their jobs as well. Well, what, minor league baseball is not going to come back? Well, what's going on? How does that happen, and what's what's the after effect I, on I that? I think that has to do with uh, cutting costs to help owners out. Yep. Because those are salaries you don't have to pay, bodies you don't have to worry about. That is correct. I understand they're not doing anything. You can't just give them money. Right? No, I agree, but, I mean, you're cut, kind of cutting, I guess, assets that you don't necessarily need there right now. Mm-hmm. They'll be fine. There'll be other players that there go to fill their system. I'm sure they're not cutting the high-quality uh, prospects. Well, I'm sure they're starting from the bottom. I wouldn't doubt that. Uh, I'm just marveled by the very little amount of information. For example, aren't you 
curious about college football? Yeah, I've been curious for college football for a couple of weeks now. Go to the ESPN and page for college football, and there is not one conversation whatsoever about COVID. And the chatter, the chatter even is even now starting to pour online on social media and things like that. Those Miami Hurricane groups, Facebook groups that I'm a part of, a lot of chatters going on, especially people concerned with what's going to happen with their season tickets. Uh, apparently, UM is now starting to discuss their plans with season ticket uh, holders. Um, exactly what I had mentioned before. Three, the three options is what pretty much what they're going to give their 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 uh, holders an option for. Um, the only college football story that I've seen, well, I saw it last week, was where college is looking at probably losing at about $4 billion um, if there's no college sports. And Coach Ed Orgeron came out yesterday, and he was pretty much explaining how, how much the revenue for college football and college basketball makes a difference for a university, makes a difference for a campus. Remember, there's a lot of sports on campus that are non-revenue sports. Like, you can attend those sports for free. I know off the top of my head right now, University of Miami, you can go to a volleyball or you can go to a soccer game and it's absolutely free. You don't need a ticket. You just show up and you can watch the game. So there's a lot of those kind of programs that kind of count on the football team to help carry them through. Also, look at the way that the, Miami, the, the University of Miami has grown. Yes, I know the University of Miami charges a lot for their tuition, but a lot of that money comes from the football program. Look at the way that school has blown up since the Hurricanes have won those five national titles. Well, football is usually the big man on campus, right? Um, when you think about that and then you think of that there's a chance that that money stream is going to be affected in some way, how is it going to trickle down? No one wants to talk about it. Some people talk about it, I guess, whatever, but... I think the only way we would really be able to do that is by social distancing fans six feet apart. I don't think there's a way that we could just fill stadiums to maximum capacity, which be. is pretty normal for FSU, but that's besides the point. Well, hold on, but let's... let's... <laughs> Give me my whistle. Button. Yes, I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh my God, you're just like your father. I'm gonna just let it sit there. But uh, no, but on a serious note, like I have a feeling that's what they're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to socially distance the fans, because if they don't have fans, there's no not a lot of revenue coming in, and it's harder for them to succeed as a league. What? I'm sure the the watch rates will rise astronomically. But it'll be tough to survive a season without any fans. Well, forget the fans right now. Like, how about even just getting the game on the field? That seems to be a problem all on its own because there's a lot of universities that still haven't even committed for their students to even come back. Yeah. And they said that in order for college sports to come back, they needed to you have 100% participation. Yes, they're going to let them now start training and things like that, but still not as teams. All that is individual. I, it's, I, I don't see it, man. And but Texas yesterday ruled that now twenty five percent. You killed your father, by the way. That twenty five percent capacity can be allowed in outdoor sporting events, which is great. But that's only one state that's done that. So we got to worry about everybody else. But I'm still more concerned about getting the product on the field before we even get fans on the stands. I agree. <sighs> Rendered speechless. My gut hurts. My sides are in pain. Uh, we'll come back on the other side. <laughs> I don't know what was funnier, the actual, the, the, the very relaxed nature in which he delivered the joke or <laughs> the very confident manner in which he asked for the whistle. I, I'm not sure which one was funnier. <laughs> we'll be back. What's up, y'all? This is Martellus Bennett, and you are listening to Slam Radio. 
I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Man, I'm here to keep you honest. Well, you haven't really had to do it twice now. Prior to this, but second time. I took it off to talk to the kids. I'm gonna work on my jumper over the weekend. It's a little off. Plus, my back is killing me. I need to do something to stretch it out the right way and. Go for a jog, man. The jog always stretches uh, out the back walk. nicely. Probably walk before I jog. No, walk when you walk. I want to shoot around. I always feel good when I shoot around. shooting around. I wish I could shoot around in the gym. I'm actually going to ask. I think at some point I should be allowed to shoot around in the gym. Soon, right? Shouldn't I have... Remember, it was like my own personal playground last summer. Yeah, I remember. And I have a funny feeling that if I can get access to it like that again, my little half-hour shoot-arounds used to help my back. You remember? Yeah. That's so why I said go take a jog. The jog hurts, though, because it's dum, 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 dum. Oh, and shooting hoops doesn't. Because uh, you're jumping and landing on it. Listen, I don't have a Ray Allen jumper. And if you, and My if, jumper's a set shot. Let's and if be you honest. have a graceful run and not flat-footed like a platypus, I don't run you like should a, be fine. I don't run like a platypus. I run, so then you should, I'm very graceful. Should be I okay. look very athletic, by the way. You're making excuses for not running. Would you not say I look very athletic, like when I perform athletic functions? When I look at you, you don't look athletic, but then you are athletic. That makes sense. Yes, it does. It does. You, you would, you're surprised at my athleticism. If I went and I took you and nobody knew who you were to, like, let's say a pickup softball game, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I would pick you, like, eighth. <laughs> and I'll probably be the second. No, you'll be there. You'll I'll be probably there. be the first or second best but, player. But the reason why they'll keep ignoring you and be like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I think I can get one more round off. All right, I'll take Tim. Watch the old guy. And all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, you know what? I'll take the old guy. I feel bad. Come on, old guy. You can be on my team. And then all of a, they don't even know that you're my star second baseman. Have a little problem on your hands. You don't, you don't know. You're gonna 199th pick me like you did Tom Brady, boy. <laughs> you'll find yourself in a world of mess. <laughs> Used to happen in flag a lot too. I like being underrated. It's better that way. Just saying, it's, it's much better that way. So, the absence of sports, Frank, a real problem, if you ask me. Huge, and it's um, economic. I'm sure you're going that route. Well, beyond economic, it also just the mindset of, of, of a people. <laughs> a mindset of a people. It's, it's, it's tough to get them to be okay with sitting around doing nothing. There's only so many times you can play 2K. 
I'm surprised that we haven't gotten a start to sports faster than what we have. I mean, wrestling was able to figure something out so they can keep their show going. The UFC has been able to figure out to keep their show going. You can go ahead and temperature test all these players. You weekly test them so we can keep on going. At least we will have these games with no fans in the stands. Like, like if, if, we can, if we can congregate within people that we know, and for the most part it's safe, then basketball players should be able to do the same for the most part if everyone's tested prior to those games. So I don't know why it's taking as long as it is. They're dragging this out immensely. You might be right on that. Why? I, <sighs> Look, wrestling is doing it. So they're worried about sweating and stuff like that. Wrestle, there's no sport that you have to get. You sweat and you get closer to any opponent than there is on wrestling. And I know it's fake sports, yada, yada. At the end of the day, they're still doing it. And they figured out a way of doing it. And I even, I've, I've even taken a glance into it. I don't watch wrestling anymore. I used to during the Degeneration X days. I guess it's called the Attitude Era. Um, but you, I, I was, I was trying to see how they were going to incorporate the role, the, 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 the soap opera part of the wrestling, which is the microphone and the, and the chatter between wrestlers and, and, and the actual production of the show. And they've done a pretty good job. They pick up the microphone, they do their, they do their spiel. Um, they have it occasionally, they'll have other wrestlers standing around the ring. So there's some sort of outside, um, 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 interaction, but they've been able to figure it out. Why can't basketball figure it out? They're trying, man. They're the baseball, only ones baseball like speed bump right now. Our baseball's wall is money because the players want money. Whatever. Why can't basketball figure it out? Hockey's put out a plan now. Hockey seems like they're gonna try to steamroll right through it. They're ready to go. If anybody's more ready than anybody, it's hockey. Hockey's pretty ready too. You're right about that. Hockey already put a playoff format that they're gonna do. They're doing a 20 team or a 2014 playoff format, whatever it is, and it's a little odd, right? But so is COVID, and so are these times. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, nothing's normal right now. So we just gotta have to roll with the punches. And the hockey figured that out. They're like, all right, we're gonna put this playoff format. People aren't gonna like it, but at the end of the day, they gave those teams with the opportunity. They, they gave those teams that were on the bubble of whether you're gonna be a playoff team or not an opportunity to participate in it and actually try to get into that playoff race. So I'm, I, I applaud hockey for that. Hey Anthony, apparently the adults in this conversation owe you a, an apology because we keep inter interrupting you. <laughs> oh, because I have them off. My bad. Okay. That would so explain. they hear so him. They hear him. him. We can. My bad, Anthony. Exactly. That's why I just walked away. So that's, that's crazy. Frank, the reason why they're doing that, the reason why they're so delayed with the NBA, is because there's been actual coronavirus cases in the NBA with Rudy Gobert, with Donovan Mitchell, with guys like Kevin Durant. So there's oh. been in wrestling, there hasn't been any positive COVID-19 cases. That's why the NBA is being so sensitive about it. I'm sure they've all been healed and I'm sure they've all gotten better, but it's just the fact of the matter that there's actually been an outbreak in the league. And I think that's why they're kind of slowing down, pumping the brakes and continuing the season. But I mean, I know the outbreak happened in the league, but there was only a couple players that necessarily were affected by it. You can still go ahead and do those tests. Those players have already been quarantined. Those players already passed the COVID. You can go ahead and take those tests. You know that those players are going to kind of be set to the side, that they're not going to be interacting with anybody else, so you don't have to necessarily worry about another outbreak amongst the, amongst that basketball family. You can go ahead and roll with your season. I mean... I, I understand every team has their precautions and stuff like that. NASCAR has taken its own precautions. They don't let the pit crew around with the, with the drivers and stuff like that. But if you have everybody tested and everybody's healthy and you temperature check everybody before every game or, or every time they walk into the locker room and come right back, you can, you can, have, you can get this done. 
especially with how they want to do it, that they want to set it up in one location. I know the traveling is a nightmare. And I know the traveling puts a big... It stops a lot of what they want to do. But if you put it in one of these locations like a Vegas that there's plenty of hotel rooms right now, which I don't think you guys realize are not being occupied because those casinos are closed. You put those players in those in those hotels. You have one huge convention center, which I think the MGM has a big enough convention center to hold all these basketball games. And then you go ahead and you host it. Players don't have to travel anywhere. They take a bus from their rooms to the, to the venue and back. There's restaurants within those hotels. You can open those restaurants only for those players because the hotels are closed to the rest of the public. If you're worried about quarantine, you have it there. There's plenty of things to do in the hotel. I guess you're, I guess you're right. right. I don't know why that's happening. Frank. Frank. I got you. I know why. Done. Okay. Your mic very was on. Nasty, right. Very nasty. No, your mic was on in the meeting. Oh, so it was my fault then. Yes. Sorry. How did I leave my mic on? Because I was talking to them earlier. You were talking off, off air, so you probably forgot to shut it off. But, I mean, you know, like, there's there's plans in place for them to do it. Orlando's another uh, another spot that can do it. What, a wide world of sports or whatever. ESPN's wide world of sports has already ta- been talking to Adam Silver and a possibility of having a certain amount of courts built within one convention center that you can mul- host multiple games at a time. There's hotels room there. Those hotels aren't being used either, guys. And I guess until July. But then again, how is that going to work? Is Disney World going to open, but the resorts aren't going to be open? Well, the resorts open in July, but I'm thinking you could... No, no, no. Like, the resorts, like the hotels. Right. I know MGM is over. Magic Kingdom is opening July 11th, and then MGM a couple days later. But it, are there hotels opening up? Because there's one thing opening Disney in the parks, and then there's another thing opening up hotels. I don't know how that's going to work out. The point is there's a way of doing it, and they're being very lazy about how they're doing it. The quarantine has affected everybody and then made them very lazy. Apparently, it's made these people, commissioners, lazy as well. The one that's in a good spot is the commissioner, Goodell, because he's kind of in a, a, in a wait-and-see situation. Uh, NFL season hasn't, is nowhere near ready to go. Like They don't even have to report for OTAs yet. Why are they so afraid? I can tell you why. Because it's been a global pandemic. And all you need is one person getting it and being exposed around 30 people, and then you have to shut down the whole sport again. They really want to take provisions. Yeah, we're really worried about a global pandemic. Look what's going on in Minnesota. Yeah. So it matters for some things, but for others it doesn't. And you're not putting fans in the stands. You're only putting the players out there with referees. And that's, all, that's the only people they're interacting with. Yeah, I tend to agree with you only because I, I believe that... <laughs> So you have a scores table with people taking stats. You might possibly have a couple cameras on per court. I don't know if you're going to stream the games or not. I don't know how available to the public you'd make those games. Um, but you just you don't need many people there. It's not like there's going to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people gathered in one convention center. Everybody that's not playing in the game can be in a mask. I guess uh, th- you make it sound real easy, that's for sure. There's an image that I saw from from a, a University of Georgia Tech game from like 1800 and something during a pandemic that happened. 19, it was, uh, 1908. Uh, ni- 1917, I think it was, or something like that. There's huh? fans sitting next to each other with masks on during a game. So we've had something in history that's happened that we've had to have masks on and congregate within each other. Worked out. This world didn't stop back then, and it was a, and it was an easier world to stop. We need it, man, because look what's going on around us. And I, I mean, obviously, this stuff 
I'm not blaming sports for what's been going on. I'm just, what's going on around those? You have a lot of people who are now, there's a little bit of that extra, you know, they're a little aggressive. Wouldn't you agree? People are a little aggressive. People are a little aggressive. But it's the cabin fever is, um, syndrome. I agree with Anthony. With Went Anthony from being said. kumbaya to now everybody's being kind All of, of a sudden, everybody wants to go out. Look how, look how you're seeing it. People here are already t- starting to get turned up the way you like to call it. Yeah, you're turned up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to chill, people. Take the weekend. Take inventory of yourself. You are a universe of one. Make sure you're good to all. Huh? That's what I'm talking about. We need some sports to get us distracted, man. <sighs> you're listening to Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM. One and only, of course, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. Looking forward to a weekend of no sports again. It's been a while. What the hell do you got going on? Breaking news. La Liga is to resume its season on June 11th, three months after the coronavirus pandemic forced its suspension. I got a feeling we're going to start covering that. Like, because by then there will be no other sport either, right? Like, we'll still be no baseball, no basketball. Maybe we just need to... Even if there's no basketball, we're still looking at about another month before basketball so can even So when return. is Premier League? La Liga's June 11th. I got to look up to see what Premier League Premier is. Premier League, I mean, I have a computer in front of me for a reason, don't I? I mean, really? Any day now, right, Larry? So June 27... Oh, sorry, June 17th is when uh, the Premier League will come back. So within a week's time, both leagues will be back, mm-hmm. and there'll still be no other American sports. Got a feeling. You know, Japan never totally locked down. And they only finished with like 800 and something deaths. That's odd. They went into a state of emergency. They never went into full lockdown the way we did. And they finished with, I think it was like 890 something deaths. So, yeah, I think we're going to become that soccer school for, for a little bit at least. There's nothing else to cover. At least it's some sort of a sport. You don't want to hear about the Korean Baseball League. I've been trying to force feed. not going to work. You that down your throat for the last month and a half. not going to work. Any truth to the rumor that the Brooklyn Nets are interested 
and Wizards guard Bradley Beal. It's one of the headlines popping up on ESPN right now. Kyrie, Durant, and him. That could make for a problem. Is it going to complete the, the rumors that, uh, that KD's been trying to go to Washington his entire career? Well, he's from there, isn't he? Well, nobody's talking about a trade. They're not actually talking about trading Durant for him. No, they're talking about adding him to Durant and KD. Oh, sorry. I thought you... Oh. My bad, my bad. Oh, no, 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 no. No sirree, Bob. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll cause a little bit of a problem in the East. A little? A little bit. You think? Then again, this isn't the first time the Brooklyn Nets have tried to stack up on paper. Remember when they had that Joe Johnson project? Remember, there were champions on paper. Everybody look out for the, I think Paul Pierce was part of that team. Watch out for the Brooklyn Nets. They're, they're no longer the New Jersey Nets. Now they're the Brooklyn Nets. They revamped their team. Big boy Russian owner of theirs is going to spend a lot of money. Prokhorov, right? I guess that's his name. Yeah, I remember when he did that. That's a so we've good, seen this movie before in, in Brooklyn. If Brooklyn becomes better than the New York Knicks, what happens to the New York Knicks in that town? Do they vanish? Do they just become a, a tourist attraction? You're so funny. That's all they are right now. That's all the Knicks are right now. That's it. Like, Dolan can just kind of, Dolan doesn't have to worry about winning anymore. He's still going to pocket the money because everybody that rolls through that town makes sure that they buy a ticket for Madison Square Garden. So then the Brooklyn Nets become the powerhouse in New York City in basketball. <laughs> That's going to upset a lot of Knicks fans. Knicks fans are already upset as it is because their team sucks. Organization sucks. Man, you love ragging on them. I don't know which one. I don't know which organization is a bigger disarray: the New York Knicks or the Cleveland Cavaliers. Both owners are hated tremendously by their family. I think it's the Knicks. I think it's the Knicks too. Obviously, well, I mean the the Cavs. No matter how you no matter how you sugarcoat it, at the end of the day, Dan Gilbert still has a championship in that city, so it doesn't matter. So right now, yeah, the Knicks are the bigger failure. <laughs> you really don't like them, do you? It's really funny, man. You really don't like them. Mm -hmm. Why? I'm a Heat fan, bro. I mean, I dealt through all those power, those, those those struggled years as a Heat fan dealing with the New York Knicks. God, you sound really troubled. And plus, me. their fans are super obnoxious. Their fans are obnoxious. I went to a lot of, bro. I went to so many Heat Knicks games, and then I just said, I told myself, I'm like, you know what? There's two games that are going to be in town, and I'm never, ever, 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 ever going to attend ever in my life. Jets games, Knicks games. Funny Jets enough, games they're both fun. from the same part of town. Jets games are fun. Though. Obnoxious. I've seen the worst fights during Jets games than I have in any other football game in my entire life. And I'm talking about even on top of FSU, uh, FSU games. Jets fans are obnoxious, disrespectful fools, bro. I'm talking about beating down old men and everything in my section. They can be. They can be. My favorite line, walking out. Hey, easy to get home. You can't get lost. There's people as stupid as you. 95 North. Very simple. I know you guys keep it simple so you guys can't get confused. Jets, Nets, Mets, Knicks. Everything is just one quick word. Knicks. You know, the smartest fans are the Yankees because they have to put two syllables together. 
The smart, the fa- this, this is the funny part is, the, 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 the New York fan that tries to act smarter and more intellectual than they actually are, every once in a while, they'll throw you a New York knickerbocker. Are you making fun of, uh, of Stephen A. Smith right now? That's a smart man, bro. He has to be over the top. He is a smart man. He really is, but he has to be super over the top and say, the New York Knickerbockers. Because they are the New York Knickerbockers. Does that really bother you like that? Uh, It's it's just the fan base. I don't care about the team. It's just the fan base. (laughs) It makes me happy that they're losing right now, and I have a good friend, Aldo, that all the time always brings up... Always brings up the Knicks. Always brings up the Knicks. He's he sent me the heat picture with the the the, the 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 best picture in sports. Come on, guys. There's no debate in this. The best picture in sports history is Dwayne Wade flying under the basket, LeBron dunking over his shoulder. It's awesome. I'm sorry, bro. You can't come at me. Come at me. That's the best picture in sports history. So he gets sour when he sees these pictures, and he sends me this picture on my DM, and he's like, "Look at these clowns. Look at these clowns." So I just send them a picture of James Dolan. <laughs> I go, takes one to no one. It's obnoxious fans. Bro, this is the same guy that when the Knicks, I'm uh, sorry, when the Jets went to the AFC Championship game, all right? I'm sitting at a Hooters with him, and I know that, you know what? This is going to work on YouTube because the camera conveniently is on me. I'm talking about this cat does this through the entire restaurant. I guess you've you've played with the internal cameras, and now all of a sudden you have uh, someone caught you on camera just now doing this. No, I just kind of have it wide out so you can see me through the other camera in your in your studio. Okay, that's good. Bro, I'm like, how obnoxious are you? You just flew around the entire and in, in, the entire restaurant, high fiving all the Nick, all the Jets fans. Ha! We're there. We're going back. We're going back. He was excited. Mark Sanchez. He was excited. Isn't that possible that perhaps he was excited? A little over the top. You think? A little over the top. <laughs> I think they beat the Patriots that year, too, so it was even worse. <laughs> it's his fault. It's Aldo's fault that I hate Knicks fans and Jets fans and pretty Poor much Aldo's any fan put coming on out of the city of New York. I gave you so much crap about the New York Yankees because that just bleed, it, it bled over. The pot is too full and the water is tipping over the sides and I have no other hate to give towards those guys so I just kind of just push it on you a little bit. So it's my fault now. Obviously. It's not your fault. It's, 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 it's your people's fault. You love to claim New <laughs> York. People. New York, my people. This and that. I have a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. Those are your people. My people. You, you, you. Whenever you try Chicago, I never try to defend it because I know when did I'm I stuck try Chicago. I'm just saying. The only thing I ever trashed about Chicago were the Bulls. Because I didn't like them. Because I was a Knicks fan. And the pizza. Yeah, your, your pizza's garbage. Your pizza's garbage. It's garbage. Sorry. You know what pizza was garbage the other day? I had Little Caesars, but I went with the bestest, mostest again. It's terrible. The extra cheese makes it a grease fest. What's the bestest, mostest? Is it's that a little that? bit the extra one. It's Is like, that the deep, deep dish combo? No, it's just the one. It's the, it's the regular pizza, but it's like there's just like it's got a little more pizzazz to it. In other words, it's got more ingredient, more cheese. It's cheesier. So instead of a five dollar pie, it's a six dollar pie. It's garbage. You're better off getting the five dollar pie. Those five dollar pies go a long way. In fact, pepperoni. In fact, that's where I'm going. I think I just I found directions. Lunch. Yeah, I think that's the direction. That little cheese I, bread, think I think I that's what's just found today. lunch. Because I went Papadilla the other day. So 
just to update you on Papadilla Chronicles, I didn't put anything on Instagram for it. You cannot give you not give in to the gratuitous extra cheese. It ruins the experience. It becomes a grease fest as well. So let it be the way it is. The Philly cheesesteak, very good. Folded pizza. Everybody who tried it at the house said the same thing you did. So you were very accurate with it. <laughs> My next one is I'm going to go after the Italian. <laughs> I'm going after the Italian next time. That's my next one. Italian. <laughs> I need some pizza. I'm hungry. I love it. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass by. There's a Little Caesars right by my house. Mm. Oh, actually, it's the one by the golf course. I'm hungry. Mm. I'm not doing the papadilla thing. Actually, I have lunch at home. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Pizza, pizza. Whenever I eat Little Caesars pizza, I feel, I feel like I'm the little guy with the stick. Do you? I, I, feel, I get in a great mood. I, like, hop around and go, pizza, pizza. You're a bit of a nerd if that's the case. I am, I am a nerd. Who cares? It makes me unique. Makes me me. You, you. It makes you you. It makes you needing very much. Um, dude, I'm going to have to rig this. This is nuts. Um, no, I don't have to, actually. I need the weekend as much as you do. A lot went on in a short week. Um, things going on in the world that are pretty crazy, and it's very easy to blame COVID. Um, blame the world. Spent the week preaching about look in the mirror and make a, make a decision about yourself. You know, Decide what it is you, uh, you plan on doing and how you plan on doing it. I don't know. Someone explain that to me, would you? How you could get mad at something that didn't happen to you and go and terrorize y'all's neighborhood. I don't get that. People like to act the fool. People like to just get chaotic. And this just gives everybody an excuse to get chaotic. People like chaos. I don't understand why. I don't like I don't understand why people can't just be peaceful and happy. People don't like People get bored of peacefulness and happiness. People just like to cause chaos. People are dramatic. People like drama. People like things to talk to, things to be a part of. So they see that everybody's being a part of one of these riots, and they're like, I want to go do that too. Monkey see, monkey do. And I just don't think that um, regardless, Frank, it's not even a matter of, of let's go riot because my friends are going to riot. Um, it has a lot more to do, in my opinion, as... Why do you do it? What's the inherent reason? What, how did you convince yourself that this was the right thing to do? Do you feel me on that? Like, mm -hmm. how, how did that become okay? Which I can tell you. Because I don't know. I don't, I don't see Which how. Which I can tell you. I'm not that one of those kind of people. I remember I told you, our, 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 our championship celebrations have to do with pots, pans, and standing on the corner of either, what is it, uh, 104th and Hialeah, or, sorry, 103rd in Hialeah, or I'm 40th Street Southwest. That's it. Those are our championship, our championship celebrations. You got all these other towns that are bending over street posts, flipping cars, b burning mattresses, burning couches. How is that fun? The most dangerous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, that's the one I don't really get. 
that one's difficult for me to masticate on. So I just, you know, I let it be and that's it. I'm going to reflect on this week. It's a strange week. It always seems like the weekend comes and things happen. I'm like, man, I wish I was on the air. I know if something happens tomorrow, I'm not going to have a problem coming in here and locking myself in here because there's a lot of stuff going on here. So I'm not allowed to announce anything, but I think next week's going to be an epic week. Why do you do this to me? Then you have me thinking for two and a half days on what's going on. Because we took a week off celebrating the class of 2020, right? But I got a funny feeling that we're going to, uh, you know, when you go to a concert and Coldplay sings this song, and when the song ends, they, can I have everybody? The lights stay off. And they come out and do something else. Mm-hmm. What's the one they have? La, La, La Vida Loca? Is that one of the songs they have? Or They have one of those songs. Not Ricky Martin, La Vida Loca. They have Coldplay has a song like that. Okay. I remember the name. Now you make me look it up since you're trying to embarrass me to end the week here. That's what happens when you try to tease something without running it through me first. Without running it through you first. Yes, I'm the producer. I'm the boss here. The lights are on, right? Yeah, the lights are on, yes. Probably for another two and a half minutes, I'm in charge. Okay, so just for your own edification, uh, Viva La Vida is the name of the song. Oh, I remember that song. So I missed by a word. Told you I wasn't going crazy. So, yeah, it looks like uh, they're going to have that encore next week. Um, our kids are going to come home, I think. At least one last time. Just when I thought I was all cried out. Pull me back in. Yep, next week will be one last final celebration of the class of 2020. Pig roast? Nah. Pig roast is party after oh. the fact. So then we have two more celebrations. Uh, that's a party. Graduation? Did I say too much? Next week is going to be epic, ladies and gentlemen. This week was pretty epic. It's in a bad way, I think. Not in a good way. We do hope next week is better. Advise everybody to get a little rest. Take some time to reflect and think. If I haven't drilled it home yet, make sure that universe of one is in shape. Its ecosystem is just right. Water's clean. Everybody gets along in that universe of one. They always do the right thing in that universe of one. Figure it out, dude. Do that. The world is in peril if we don't take action. Positive action, that is. Love your brother, would you? It's not that hard. It's not that difficult. It's right and just. Just an old man saying something, you know? It's going to be a pretty good weekend. Get out of here, dirty shirt. See you. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host 
guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio. Thank you so much, man.